Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 75 of our YouTube channel and podcast. And I could not be more excited to continue talking with you guys about personal finance topics that I think can, that you can use in your personal financial journey moving forward. Today, what we're talking about is saving versus paying off debt. Now, a lot of people sit around with a lot of big piles of cash um, in their savings accounts while still having debt outstanding. And we're going to talk about today why that is counter to what I teach in the financial action plan, why that is not an efficient use of money, and why we should prioritize certain things in our financial lives above others. That way we can move forward with the most speed and the most momentum that we possibly can. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback down below in the comments. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then please subscribe there and leave me a review. Also follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And then also if you are looking for somebody to help hold you accountable in your financial life, you want to build a financial plan that is specifically tailored to you and your life, I can definitely help you with that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and sign up for a financial coaching session that would work for you today. So we're getting into this idea of saving versus paying off debt. And what I want to do first is I want to recap the financial action plan that way we understand the the premise over which I'm going to discuss the this idea through the rest of this video. So our financial action plan is what? How is it set up? Okay. So part one of the financial action plan is simply to make a unique monthly budget. So your income, your expenses, you're budgeting it all out. That way you know where your money is going and you have a plan. That should be a given no matter how much money you make, no matter what you do, you should be budgeting. And then next on our financial action plan, what we would have to do is save one month worth of expenses into a small emergency fund. And the reason that we do this is so before we hit the rest of these steps, we can have some little cushion of money in case something occurs, in case we need to uh, take care of some emergency that hits. And that's only for emergency. That's not to pay the pizza man. That is for emergencies only that we set aside that one month worth of expenses. So we have that setting aside in a savings account. Uh, and then what we can do is in the third step, if you have a employer-sponsored retirement account, if you have an employer-sponsored retirement account, then what you should do is see if you have a match that is offered to you. And if you have this match, then you should be taking advantage of that match because this is basically free money to you and we want to make sure that we get as much free money as possible and so uh, not only does this give you some free money this turns uh, your investing uh, switch on just for um, you know a little bit of contribution up to that match and no more uh, just for the time being until we can work through a few more of our financial action plan steps and then this is where it gets really interesting and this is where this video comes in is the next two steps. The next two steps are what? It is paying off all of your consumer debts and then it is saving up four to six months worth of expenses into a fully funded emergency fund, not just a small emergency fund that we had started with previously. And so that is where this uh, bit of contention comes along when it comes to what we're talking about in this video, saving or paying off debt. Now, in a similar way, the sixth 
uh, part of the financial action plan is actually investing at least 15% of your income for the future. Now, this is important uh, in this step as well, because some people want to uh, invest in lieu of paying off debt or even in lieu of saving an emergency fund because they're like, oh, well, I can make better returns there. Well, we'll get to that as well. But those are the, the steps, but especially the first two that, that we're talking about today and why it is so important to do these things in the order that I have given them. So we know that the reason that most people want savings, it's, it's a natural feeling that, hey, I want money saved up. I want money that I have, you know, setting aside for, um, you know, a rainy day. I want money setting aside that it, it provides security, right? Any type of savings provides us with security. But the issue with this is that having savings while still having debt or having investments while still having debt is a net zero transaction. It is not impacting your net worth at all. Now, what do I mean? So we have talked about net worth a bit previously, and your net worth is nothing more than everything you own minus everything that you owe. So it is your assets minus your liabilities for those of you all uh, who know accounting. So assets minus liabilities equals equity in accounting. Well, here we're talking about assets minus liabilities equal to net worth when it comes to an individual. And so your net worth does not change right? And we want to be millionaires. Well, millionaires are those with million dollar or greater net worths. Okay. So if you have, you know, $30,000 in savings and you have $40,000 in debt, you still have a negative $10,000 net worth. And that is a big part of my issue with this is that saving in lieu of paying off debt is not going to get you anywhere as far as pushing towards the millionaire status. Now, especially in this way where we're talking about, okay, just putting the money away in a savings account. Because if you're putting the money away in a savings account, then that money is making basically nothing at this point. You're making very, very little as far as interest in some type of savings account. But on your consumer debts that you may be making minimum payments on uh, or something like that, you are accruing interest. And the issue with this is that that money is growing in balance when you really want it to be uh, declining in balance as quick as possible. When the money you're putting over uh, in the savings is not really increasing in balance much at all. So paying off the debt in lieu of that basic savings account is going to make the most sense because you're actually going to save yourself more money uh, by paying that debt down quicker. Now, does this mean that we don't need to have any money in savings? Of course not. Of course you need some type of savings accounts, some type of emergency funds, but it needs to be done in the correct context. It needs to be done in the correct order. And the correct order, as I've set forth in the financial action plan, is after you have paid off all of your consumer debt. But you notice the second part of the financial action plan is to set aside one month of expenses into a starter small emergency fund. And the reason that you do this is so you have some money sitting there. You have a little bit of security that you can fall back on um, if something bad happens. But it's going to force you into that place where, you know, when you're paying off all your consumer debt, that you are just being intense. You're trying to get through that as quickly as possible so you can actually start building 
that savings in the fifth part of the plan. And once you can start to build that savings, you can start to feel uh, that feeling of security. But honestly, I would rather have zero savings and zero debt than to have $30,000 in savings and $40,000 of debt or $30,000 of debt if you want to look at equal numbers. Because that debt, like I said, is going to continue to nag at you. It's going to continue to eat away at your monthly cash flow. And that is a big problem. We do not want our monthly cash flow to be eaten away because our biggest wealth building tool is the income that we make. And we don't want that income being eaten up by these debt payments. And so even though you may not have savings then, maybe you use that savings to pay off the debt as you should if you are in that part of the financial action plan where you are paying off all consumer debt, then maybe you use your savings to pay off the debt and then you're left with no savings. Well, guess what? You're actually left with money at the end of each month. You're no longer having to run a really tight budget where you can't pay for anything other than the minimum payments on things that you have to pay. Maybe you pay off all of those debts that you had outstanding. Maybe you had a car payment or credit cards or student loans or medical bills or something, and you pay those things off. Well, now you actually have money at the end of each month, and you can quickly build up that nice emergency fund, that nice savings again. And you won't have to worry about that loss of safety by spending that money on the debt payments. And yes, it seems like it's going to, and it, and it will, it will hurt quite a bit to write that big check from your savings to some amount of debt. I have done this before. I've had to do this before. I've told you guys before about having student loans and uh, wanting to pay those student loans off as quickly as possible. And the way I did that, I already had some money saved and me and my wife ended up having even more money saved and we were like, we need to take care of these student loans. Well, what did we do? We wrote big checks to get the student loans paid off. And it, yes, it hurts, but how quickly can you build back up that savings that you had and it gives you such a feeling of, of calm and, and such a feeling of um, security when you get your debts paid off. So um, you may not notice it now. You may not think about it much now, but you're thinking of everything in the, in the you know, purview of actually having debt payments because that's what you're used to. You're used to having debt payments. You're used to not having any money left at the end of each month. Therefore, you're thinking, oh, if I pay off you know, all of this debt with the savings I have, then I will be left with no savings and, and not a really good way to build it back up. Well, the, the problem with that is that you will have a way to build it back up, and that's because you're actually going to have some residual income to build that back up with. And let us not forget for a moment that debt holds us back. And I want to jump into this for just a second. Debt is not something we want just hanging around. We don't want debt to be hanging around in our lives and just remaining in our back pocket as we move along and we're just sitting there feeding it and feeding it and feeding it, uh, even though you may be feeding your savings too. But like I said, your savings is not growing. Your savings is not doing anything for you when you have debt sitting around. And so that debt is going to continue to just be a drain on you. It's going to continue to pull you down and not allow you to build wealth for the future and not allow you to save as much as you could save, not allow you uh, to buy things in cash like you may want to buy things in cash. Because honestly, debt is a cycle. When you go into debt, it puts a crunch on your cash flow. And when you don't have much cash flow, 
then the things that you want to buy, you can't afford. And so you're easily talked into purchasing them on debt payments. Therefore, you're sitting around with more debt payments. And so it is a cycle that you continue to roll through when you are in debt. And that is a big issue. It's a big issue to remain in this cycle because it's deadly. You have to break the cycle. You have to go ahead and say, I am done with debt. I am done with this thing that has been a drain on me. I've talked before about debt being bondage. Debt is holding us down. It's tying us down and not allowing us to do all the things that we should be doing as we move forward in our financial lives and as we push towards financial freedom. It's not allowing you to do those things and that's a problem. We want to break free. We want to get rid of those chains and move forward in our financial lives, doing the, all the things that we ever hope to do. And let us not forget something that I preach time and time again, and that is financial balance, right? You need to be balanced in your financial life. And for those of you who may not have heard me say this before, this has everything to do with having proportions of your income spent on the three uses of money. And that is giving, saving, and spending. And that saving can encompass investing as well. And so giving, saving, and spending are our three uses of money. And we want to have impactful amounts of our income going towards each one at all times. Now, those proportions are going to change over time, obviously, because uh, if your income changes or you get out of debt, then you're going to be able to do more things with your money. But while you're in debt, your money is already earmarked. Your money is already earmarked for debt payments. And you know what debt payments are in giving, saving, and spending? It's spending. And so you're really just spending, spending, spending all of the money that you get and that you earn every month. And then you're stuck with nothing. And you're stuck with very little to give. You See, that that's a big issue is that like people choose not to give because they don't have anything to give because they have all these debt payments. So they're tied down to debt. And so they can't be generous like maybe they would be otherwise. And in the same way, individuals can't save and invest because they're stuck in debt and they don't have the cash flow to go ahead and you know systematically invest or systematically save money like they should be. And then you know they can't do the spending part that they want to either. Because the thing is, you may be able to spend money on things on debt payments, but there's only so much debt you can run up. But once you run up all of this debt, you have all of these payments that you have to make and you can't really buy anything else for yourself. If you get to a point where you don't have debt, then what you can do is you can buy things in cash that you want to purchase. You don't have to be tied down to the fact that you needed more credit or more debt in order to purchase things that you wanted to purchase. And you may be able to purchase things in cash that you never thought you'd be able to, like you know, good cars or um, you know, nice vacations or just different things that, that may cost a lot of money that you never thought you could do in cash, but now you're able to because you don't have that debt holding you back. And like I said, all this is going to do is it's going to allow you to remain balanced in your financial life because anytime you are out of whack. You're, you're giving a lot, which is typically not the problem, right? That's typically not the, the piece of these three that gets people out of whack. But um, maybe you're giving a lot or not enough, or you're saving a lot or not enough, or you are spending a lot or not enough, uh, then it can make your attitude towards money and your view of money an unhealthy view. And that's not what we want. But remaining in debt over the long term is going to make your view of money very, very unhealthy. 
And so we want to get you out of that place and into this healthy view of money where you see that your income is all that you have to spend. Your income has to be budgeted out monthly. Your income is what you have. You are not going to go into debt for anything. You can save, you can invest, you can give, you can spend money on the things that you want to spend money on, but only when you are correctly budgeting out those amounts and when you are out of debt and don't have anybody who you are consistently owing money to month after month after month. Now, I also want to talk to you about this problem that we have, and it's not just the saving versus the paying off debt. It's the investing versus the paying off debt. Because I talked about at the beginning of, of this episode that you have the fourth part of the financial action plan being you know, pay off all consumer debt other than your home. And then you have the fifth part being you want to save up that emergency fund of four to six months of expenses. And then you have that sixth part of investing at least 15% of your income. Now, once again, the reason that we line it up this way is because we want to be out of debt. That way we can save and invest in very high impactful amounts. We have a little bit saved back in the second part of the financial action plan where we saved one month of expenses. We, we have a little bit invested if we have an employer-sponsored retirement account with a match in that third part of the financial action plan. But we can really do these things in impactful amounts in the fifth and sixth parts. And so the only way that you can get the cash flow to do those things in impactful amounts is if you are out of consumer debt, everything other than your home. Now, the argument that people are going to make is, especially for the investing versus the paying off of debt, is that when you're investing, you can make, you know, 9, 10, 11% annual returns based on historical returns of the S&P 500. You can make those returns over time where, you know, your debts may be 3, 4% interest rates or 5, 6% interest rates. So, you know, you're making a spread there, right? Well, not necessarily. And here's why. Here's why I want to uh, jump into this for just a second and explain why we don't want to be doing this. We don't want uh, to be investing in high amounts when we can go ahead and pay our debt off. There is something freeing about having no debt. That is not the same as when we have money. And it's really strange because you would think that having money meant more to you than not owing money. But you would be extremely surprised, first of all, on an emotional level to know that when you pay off debt, you are going to feel this huge release and this huge weight off of your shoulders that you do not feel by looking and seeing a hefty savings account or a hefty uh, investment account. That can be a big game changer in your life. It can make you view money in a different way. It can make you view your personal finances in a different way, but the investing typically does not do that. Now, it's not to say I'm not all for investing. You know that I am. If you've watched any of my episodes or listened to any of my episodes, I, you know that I am. But my problem is, is that you're trying to jumpstart something that you're not in a place to do. And let's not forget that a lot of the investing that you're going to be doing, whether into IRAs, employer-sponsored retirement accounts, uh, anything that is some type of retirement account that has restrictions on it, it's not like you can just reach over and grab that money and throw it at your debt if you needed to. You would be penalized and taxed if it was pre-tax money uh, or if you hadn't held 
the Roth money uh, for a certain period of time, but we're not going to jump too far into that. But you would be penalized on that money. So you wouldn't be able to sit over and grab all of that money and do what you needed to do with it. That, that is not the case. And given that that's not the case, you're going to be putting all this money into these things that you can't even take care of a big issue if it comes along. And it, let's say you get really cash strapped. Maybe you lose a job or um, you know something happens along those lines then you are relegated to not being able to get your hands on all of your money to take care of the debts that you had outstanding. Because if you were to lose a job, then you can't make the debt payments that you needed to make. You don't have the money to be doing that, um, especially if you've been investing a lot into retirement type accounts. Now, you may be sitting there saying, well, Dylan, I can invest into uh, these, you know, just individual investment accounts or joint investment accounts. And that's true. You can. Uh, those taxable investment accounts, you can definitely uh, do that. The problem comes, though, is that you are not directly impacting the problem. You are not taking care of the problem at hand. The problem at hand is not going to be that you don't invest enough. And the problem at hand is not going to be that you don't have money in those accounts later on. That's not going to be your issue. Your issue is going to be you don't have income that you get to keep because you're constantly paying on debt payments. And we need to control our cash flow. If for no other reason, then you will have more money to save. You will have more money to invest. You will have more money to put towards the things that you need to put money towards. And let's not forget, if you're trying to play the game of, you know, 10% versus a 5% debt and all that kind of stuff, you are failing to take risk into account. Many people have attempted to do that and gotten burned in the process. I'm not saying everybody does. I'm not saying it doesn't make mathematical sense because it does make mathematical sense. I'm, I'm a math guy, I understand. But emotionally and in the way of minimizing your risk as an individual in your personal finances, you need to be following the financial action plan steps. And the reason that that is, is they put you in the most efficient position to do the things that you need to do. It's allowing you to take things one piece at a time. Because if you're trying to do all these things at once, uh, the likelihood of you getting them out of order is going to be huge. And let's not forget, I want you to be financially balanced, okay? And being financially balanced is going to require having money to be financially balanced with. The problem, if you are trying to invest and pay on your debts and remain financially balanced, is that how much income are you really going to have in order to give, in order to spend on some things that you wanna spend on? How, how much money are you really gonna to have to do those things and remain balanced and remain doing things in an impactful way? The likelihood is you're not going to have that much to do that with. Uh, you're going to be really cash strapped because if you're trying to impactfully invest while paying on debts, then that can be an issue. It can be an issue to your cash flow if you are doing that. And we don't want to be cash strapped. We want to have cash that we can choose to do things with, that we can be financially free with, that we can make the choices, have the options as to what our money is doing for us. And let me just be clear, being financially balanced is going to do something in you 
that you would not expect. It's going to change the way that you view your money and it's going to benefit you in the long run in being able to not get overweighted in one part of your financial life versus the other. And I mean, it's, it's really an everything in moderation type of approach. Uh, and that's not to say I don't want to do things intensely at times. Like I don't want to, you know, the eighth part of the financial action plan is maxing everything out. So I want to do that. Uh, or, you know, when you're paying off your debts, I want you to be putting every extra piece of income that you have on that debt. So it doesn't mean that we don't do things intensely. It just means at all times we are feeling these different things. We're constantly working these different muscles. It's like going to the gym and, you know, you, you work out and, you know, sometimes you're focusing a lot on your cardio or sometimes you focus a lot on legs or, or chest or, or back or whatever it may be. What we want to be doing is we want to always be doing some of that stuff, but maybe at some point you get really intense about one part or the other. So you don't want to get, you know, these big arms and big, you know, chest and have little chicken legs and you don't want to have, you know, real big legs and stuff and then your upper body's really weak. So in, in all of those ways, you have to be balanced and in the same way, your financial life, uh, you need to remain balanced. And the way that we do that is by getting out of debt then having a good emergency fund saved, and then invest your heart out. I'm good with that. Uh, but I want you to have money to be investing. I want you to be doing something in an impactful amount uh, and not being held back in your cash flow by the money that is being thrown at debt payments. So at the end of the day, I want you guys to understand that what happens when you have a lot of money laying around and yet you have a lot of debt laying around as well is that you are not well balanced. You are not um, doing things in the correct order. You are not um, you know, receiving the security that you think you have by having that money sitting around. Their security really comes when you are out of debt because that debt is what's holding you down. It's the bondage. You feel free when you get out of debt. You don't feel free by adding money to your savings account. You feel free by getting out of debt. So I just, I cannot, I cannot be uh, more intense about the fact that you have to be out of debt. Being out of debt changes absolutely everything. And if you are saving or you have savings and you're not willing to put it on your debt, there is an issue there. There is a disconnect. You don't understand what is going to happen. That's what I'm trying to get across to you in this video, especially, is that that money that you have in a savings account or in your checking account or whatever it's not doing you any good sitting there when you have debt that you could pay off. Because really and truly, that money is going to save you interest on that debt. That money is going to actually be worth more when you pay off debts than it is sitting in that savings account. And look, I don't know what this thing is, but a, a lot of people have this, you know, they need this pile of money over here because it makes them feel secure. It makes them feel like everything is is good and everything is going to be okay. I promise you that money means nothing if you have debt payments that you're constantly making, if your cash flow is being affected by having all of this debt. So look, do things in the right order, pay off your freaking debt, save up your emergency fund, and then get to work investing. Do as the financial action plan has you do, and I promise you it is going to set you up for long-term success. It is proven. It works. Take care of the things you need to take care of in the order that you need to take care of them. Have a plan. Work the plan.
So hey guys, don't forget to subscribe to my channel, hit the like button, leave me any feedback in the comments down below if you haven't already. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then uh, make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. Follow me on all the social media platforms at MNO with Dylan. And then if you want to work one-on-one with me uh, doing financial coaching work, then uh, we can definitely do that. You can go sign up at my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work with Dylan tab, and you can pick the type of financial coaching session that would work for you. And we can do that over Zoom and uh, allow ourselves to uh, you know, remain distance. No matter where you are in the country or out of the country, then we can uh, do these financial coaching sessions Uh, no problem. So uh, just keep that in mind. So tune in Monday as I talk about the questions to ask a financial advisor before you ever allow them to invest your money or before you ever decide to do any paid business with them. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howe. God bless.